Hey everybody, this is Gordon in Boston. And this is Mark in San Francisco. And this is Build Phase. Uh, what's up, man? Dude, threes. So good. I was up until 1 a.m. So playing threes. good. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah, I killed my battery yesterday just playing this game. Over. I was at the Vim meetup here last night. I shouldn't have gone. I should have just stayed at home and played threes because that's all I did anyway. I don't think I listened to anything. I was just sitting in there in the back playing. <laughs> that's all I did. I feel like kind of a jerk now because I'm like looking back. I was like, oh, maybe I should have like listened to the speakers or whatever. But <laughs> that game is so good. It's so simple. Yeah. It seems, you know. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's. Along the same lines as I never played dots. Did you play dots? No, I never played that one, but I've heard that it's like, it's, it's similar, but better than dots. And then it, it reminds me a lot of, um, letterpress without the, um, what's the word for competing in the way? I don't know, man. Uh, competition. That's the uh, competition. Yeah. It's single player. <laughs> right. Right. Um, do you have a strategy yet? I haven't landed on one that works really well, but I have found that trying to work all the tiles towards a corner yeah, that's, is generally pretty good. Yeah. Um, I feel like, yeah, I, I, I feel like I've played probably 100 games, and no, I don't have a really great strategy. I, what I, one thing I've been doing is trying to get rid of the colored tiles as soon as they come in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then also trying to pay really, really, especially in the end game, pay really close attention to what the next tile is and really think about those moves. Because I feel like, like once I realized the way the next tile system works and where it comes, like I feel like I've been able to extend the end game like mm-hmm. significantly just by just by paying closer attention to that. I can't figure out where the tile comes on. I think it's random. It's randomly over those four or five slots. It's random over the four or five slots that are open, I think. But it's always coming on in the direction that you swiped. Okay. So if I swipe to the right, it's going to come in from the left. If I swipe from the top down, it's going to come from the top. Always. Um so you can, you know, like if it's a blue and I can move this way and I'd have a spot next to another blue or I can move this way and I'd have a spot next to a red, you should swipe, you know, in the direction that forces it to put it next to the red so that then you can swipe back and get a three yeah. and then hopefully that can cascade into all that stuff. Yeah, get, having your reds with your reds and your blues with your blues is poison. Like that's yeah. how. Yeah, yeah, how games end real quick. Yeah. Freaking so. Josh Steiner seriously got like <laughs> 7,000 points in one game. He combined, he got a 368 mm. or whatever. He combined, it's like the 96 and 96, and then it's probably 386. Yeah. 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 And so he got, I'm sure, like 6,000 points just from that one tile. My best, I think, is 2,600. Yeah, like you're had, beating me. I had two 192s at one point, but I could not get them yeah. combined. 
threes. That's what he did. That's what he had. He he had two oh. 192s combined, I think. Yeah, that makes sense. He had two 192s combined, and, and, and that's what – that's how I got so many points. But And that was like my third game, and I've probably played about 100, so it's been really demeaning yeah. since then. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I broke 1,000 on my first game, like the very first game. And I was like, oh, this game's super easy. I don't understand. And then I was like 200, 300, 400. <laughs> Awful. So while we're talking about games, what, yeah. what, what is Flappy Bird, Gordon? Dude, I don't know. I bought it and I downloaded it. And uh, I don't get why people find that fun. <laughs> I really don't. Plus, holy shit, are there ads in that game? Everywhere. I haven't seen it, but that's what I heard. So, so it's I'm it's glad like you spent money on threes. It's that well, it's free. Flappy well, Bird know, is free. But. It's it's one of those birds, fish bird things from Super Mario. You got to know. What I'm okay, about. no, no, no. I do know what you're talking about. I'm just it is. So uh, it's I'm one, just wondering how they haven't been. Uh, I don't know. Sued out of into oblivion. I don't know. You literally like so Flappy Bird. You tap it. It's like a really crappy, I don't know, there's definitely a book, there or not a book, there's definitely a game, another game like this, but yeah, maybe like one of those old helicopter games where you have to keep it, keep it up, keep it floating, you know what I mean? Mm. Oh, is it like Tiny Wings? Not really, because Tiny Wings is all about the descent and ascent kind mm. of stuff, so it's it's longer strategic taps. This is like... You tap it and he goes up and then he immediately falls like a brick because it's like a fish bird thing, right? It's not. <laughs> sure. Yes, of course. <laughs> In all seriousness, like the flying dynamics of the fish bird are probably pretty accurate. <laughs> like I can't imagine that that thing is incredibly aerodynamic. Um, but so, like, <laughs> it basically goes straight up and straight down and then you have to get it through. There's like the pipes from Super Mario. Like it's such an unbelievable ripoff. There's the pipes from Super Mario, and so you have to fly in between the pipes. I got like three points, and I was like, okay, I'm done. I'm going to go play threes again. Okay, so apparently this game is making 50 grand a day <sighs> off ads. I believe it. I believe it. Their strategy for ad impressions is insane. I couldn't believe how many ads I saw. I mean, it's just one banner, right? But it's an ad on the main screen. You start the game, and there's another ad. And while it's waiting, you f and then when you tap to actually initiate the, like you click start, and it goes to like this pause screen essentially. And there's another ad. And then when you tap it to actually start the game, I'm pretty sure the ad changes again. And then um, then the whole time you're playing, I think it'll cycle ads. And then when you die, it hits another ad impression. You know what I mean? That's yeah. like so many ad impressions. <laughs> in, 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 uh, and that takes 20 seconds tops. And you've got like six or seven ad impressions. You know what you know what this game looks like is the water levels from Mario. Is it the same idea? Like you have to keep tapping. Does it look to stay like the up? water levels? It doesn't look like the water levels. Well, At least I mean, the it's, first it's not in water. 
No, but I mean like the basic idea that like you have to tap repeatedly yes, to go actually, up and if you let go, you fall down. Actually, like, that's exactly what I was thinking of before. Yes, is that you swim up and then you let go and he drops down, except for it's way, way more, more drastic. Like one tap and he's like, I don't know. The, like I said, flight dynamics are all jacked. Um, yeah, step up your physics game. Flappy bird. Well, no, I don't. I think, like I said, I think that they're pretty accurate, given that their <laughs> character is a weird fish bird thing. Well, okay. You expect those things to be like super graceful gliding. I don't. I bet they fall like a rock. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. They are pretty oblong. Yeah. How was your week there, buddy? Good. Weird, but good. Hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, snow, freaking annoying snow again. Oh, that's that's still happening. Snow Ugh. is still a thing. Yeah, it it kind of dumped on Wednesday, so worked from home on Wednesday, and that's after I feel like I worked from home last week too, because it was supposed to snow and then it totally didn't. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. We got like six inches, maybe more. We finally got some rain. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So it's it's so bad here. I don't know if you heard this, but restaurants do not automatically bring water out to you right now. So it's like the Olympics. <laughs> Speaking of the Olympics, <laughs> did you hear? <laughs> Was that a segue? <laughs> uh, a terrible one. <laughs> did you see the thing about the Russian official claiming that Westerners are trying to sabotage the Olympics? And then went on to say that they had surveillance footage of people turning the shower on, pointing the head at the wall, and leaving for the day <laughs> until like an aide like pulled him away because <laughs> he just admitted that they have like surveillance in the bathrooms. Right. Sure. <laughs> Man, I love the Winter Olympics, but this is going to be interesting. I think. Yeah. Olympics are great. Just like turn on any any time and watch what's happening. Yeah, I can be entertained. Yeah, it's all about that luge. And not about curling. No, that's a dumb sport. Well, I was trying to segue into real discussion, and then we somehow got back onto the Olympics. Yeah, sorry. Continue with your segue. (laughs) (laughs) I auto-layouted this week. Yeah? Like, really, for the first time. Yeah. Like, really got into it. Thoughts? (laughs) Mm. Yeah. I could tell talking (laughs) to you earlier this week. (laughs) I'm coming around. Yeah. Do you want to give some some background on like not the app but like kind of the, without going into too much obviously but like the detail the kind of restrictions you're working under? So no nips because I because I, I do think that's in, I do think that's important. I think it's an important aspect of your ex, your exposure to auto layout so far like this week specifically I think. But. So yes, so no nibs. And the very first thing I tried to do was a rather complex view. And it's complex because it has multiple states. So you can think that in in one state, you might have two views attached to one another. So imagine we have view A and view B is attached to it. Okay. So it can like move around. Then when you go to another state, view A goes away. View B appears, or view C, sorry. Mm -hmm. And then view B, now it needs to be attached to view C. And it needs to follow it around. Hmm. And so I'm using the visual format language where I can. Um, I don't know if I'm doing this right, but I'm holding on to layout constraints for the ones that need to change for animations. Mm-hmm. 
and it's a mess. Yeah. I don't feel good about the code that's in there for auto layout right now just because it's so, so much code. I think Is, I got it down to yeah. about 70 lines that view, but still. That view did load? Yep. Well, I mean, I finally moved it into like a... Actual view. S- setup. Con- no, no, no. Oh, setup constraints kind of a thing. Yeah, just to get it out of view to load. Yeah. But it's a mess. It really threw me into the deep end having to like do animations and can't use interface builder. Yeah. Writing all the constraints and code. Yeah, animations plus no nibs <laughs> plus, a, you know not a whole lot of experience with auto layout doesn't sound like yeah total mm-hmm. deep end of the pool kind of thing so once i got it up and running with before i started the animations i saw the potential of auto layout mm-hmm. like it was really quick to kind of like move things around mm-hmm. on screen without mm-hmm. having to do any frame math mm-hmm. but getting to that point i just kept thinking like god oh, i could do this so much faster with yeah rights. yeah and i i've done that i did a um because I've been having, we've been using auto layout extensively, auto layout and storyboards and view controller containment on this project. And that combo, especially, and this, this app doesn't have a whole lot of animation. It's relatively static. It's not super flashy. Um, and it's been working awesome for us. You know, uh, that, that combo, you know, pulling stuff out into view controller containment stuff, We've kind of gone. I don't want to say we've actually, actually, we like we're using view controller containment constantly. Anytime there's a, anytime there's a view controller or a table view controller, but that also needs like a floating button, we're just using view controller containment to have a table view controller, a static table view controller embedded inside the, um, inside the, uh, the main view controller and then the buttons all wired up and, then that whole thing is controlled via auto layout and all the static table view cells are rendered with auto layout. Cause they're all different heights. And, um, like one of them can, is a variable height. So it has like this masonry kind of label structure. So it has like labels with a stroke around them and you can, the server can return any number of these labels. And so it'll just stack them, you know, it'll, Go to the end until it can't fit another one on the line that'll drop down and keep putting them, right? And just kind of build it up that way. And so that cell specifically can be any height. And that height is all calculated via auto layout. But the masonry stuff itself is still all frame math. Like I still just kind of went back and did that in frame math just because it was easier to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um but collection views would have been overkill. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. We had, we had kind of talked through that and it kind of made more sense for me to create like a class that essentially does like a masonry layout manager that just takes two views. It takes a, like a, the, a view, the view that should be preceding that view and then the super view and does the calculations itself to figure out do I need to drop to a new line? Can it fit on this line? You know, and that's all super well tested. So I'm not, you know, uh, that was the main thing, honestly, is like, I wasn't sure how to test the auto layout code <laughs> in a good way, as opposed to this, where I can just return CG recs and 
make assertions on my CG rights. Do you think testing auto layout code is difficult because it forces you to try to figure out what auto layout is going to do? Yeah, and also because I'm just not entirely sure what the return object I should be looking at is. You know what I mean? Like I'm not. I guess it should. I should be testing a constraint, but I don't necessarily want to. I I don't know. It's kind of weird to. It makes testing hard. If all your constraints are in Interface Builder, does that mean that you would have to make outlets for all of them? I wouldn't test that. If I'm doing it in Interface Builder, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't test that. But like in this case, this is a dynamic view that had to lay out its subviews in a specific way that should be testable. You know what I mean? That's that seems like a very testable thing. And there's logic in there, you know what I mean? If you know the starting x coordinate plus the width is greater than the super views width, then set x to zero and increment the Y, you know, it's right. literally that simple. Um, and that's, that's logic that's easily tested. That's logic that, you know, you can just, so it's this weird combo where I have the cell itself is using auto layout. That thing is using um, frame math to lay itself out. But then the cell, the the actual label things are view objects that are using auto layout to size themselves. <laughs> oh, are they? They may not be, actually. I may have lied about that. I don't remember. Whatever. Not important. I don't know. Yeah, th- I think the hardest part for me when I was getting started, <clears throat> maybe this will help other people, is that I felt compelled to try to figure out how auto layout was going to resolve all of these constraints that I had given it mm-hmm. when you really like can't worry about absolute placement, I guess. Yeah. Or you can't get too hung up on it at first. Yeah. So I ended up like stepping back, throwing a bunch of constraints at the wall, seeing like what would stick just to kind of get things roughly laid out. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, man, it's like every suggestion I have for making your life easier, I I have to remind myself you're not using nibs because and it's weird because pre Xcode five everyone always said just do auto layout and code that's the only way it makes sense only do auto layout and code um, do not use Xcode like do not use interface builder to to set up auto layout. And either I never got into, I didn't get into auto layout. Like I didn't really start using it until Xcode five, but I would feel exactly the opposite. Now I, I, anytime I find myself needing to create constraints in code, I'm like, Oh God, is there a way I can do this in interface builder instead? Because it, especially for simple things, you know what I mean? Centering a view, inside its super view you know that's a very very simple thing to do in an interface builder it's like two clicks and then it's set up and i don't have to look at that crap in my code somewhere um versus you know uh and so like like stuff like you're talking about like throwing a bunch of constraints at the wall and seeing what sticks like i do that same thing in interface builder Except for what I do is I add the constraints and then I tell Interface Builder to update all frames in this view. And then 
inevitably one of them gets jumped way off screen into the corner because something is screwed up. But then it's like, okay, cool. Command Z, pull them all back in. Let me see what's missing. You know, kind of like visually <laughs> look at the constraints, look at where it's all tied together and say, oh, I see this one is tied to that, but that thing doesn't actually have a height. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. now I set a height on that thing, and then when I hit update frames, everything just goes bloop and, like, locks into place. And it's such a satisfying feeling. Plus, the whole three-and-a-half-inch, four-inch screen, like, I don't have to think about that because there's a button in the bottom where I just go, like, now I'm displaying this as if it's a three-and-a-half screen. Now I'm displaying it as a four-inch screen, you know? And just, like, I can see without running the app without clicking into that interface. I can see how my entire interface reacts to being on different size screens. I think that's really oh, important because that so caught me nice. up. It makes me feel better to know that we basically have the same workflow of test and check, mm-hmm. which seems crazy. Like I, I know auto layout is poorly named and all that, but like the fact that we have to test and check <clears> to work. I mean, I think that, I think that that just, comes with experience you know what i mean like like i can write things now in code that maybe you know a year ago six i've just got more familiarity with specific parts of the language and specific parts of the frameworks you know what i mean where before it's like i think this is gonna work like run it and it's like okay that's not exactly oh okay i have to do this other thing instead right mm-hmm. whereas now it's like i've done this a million times at this point you know, I know this is going to work. I've literally done this a million times. I've written this these exact characters out on screen. So, so you know, you don't have to make those checks. I find myself um, understanding what auto layout is doing better now than I did when I started messing with it. When you think about constraints for a given view, are you still just trying to add just enough constraints to give it an absolute origin and size? Or is that like the wrong way to go about it? Because that's how I've been I, I thinking think, about it. I think that it's I think that it's crucial to only give the cons- the view as many constraints like as few constraints as possible. When you start adding and that's one of the reasons why it's kind of easier in Interface Builder to do that, right? Is because I can add one constraint, add one constraint, add one constraint. The second everything turns blue on the screen, like, I'm not worried about it anymore. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just trying to get rid of the red or yellow indicators. Right. Um, but, yeah, I definitely think – and and – I wouldn't say that I'm thinking about it as being like an absolute position. Like, for example, I had, um, you know, basically four text fields, text field on top, text field on bottom, and then sandwiched in between were two text fields that were the same size. You get it? So it's like one, then two, then one. Mm -hmm. And when I was setting that up, I wasn't necessarily thinking that – that third one had to be, um, you know, what I think there were like 60 point, like I made the text fields huge, right? So they, it, I wasn't thinking like, oh, I have to position this 
120 points off the top margin. It was just position at zero points off the the relative. You know what I mean? Off off these two guys. Right. And then those two were position zero off the top guy. And then it was position zero off. So like instead of thinking about stuff the way it relates the like the actual placement of each specific thing like the frame of each specific thing it's just all about the relations to one another okay <clears throat> yeah. then that may be that may be something i'm doing differently because i have practically no like uh relations r- uh, yeah constraints between sibling views yeah every everything i have is always in relation to the super view, uh-huh. which may explain the problems I was having when trying to get down to a three and a half inch screen. Sure. And, and also I, I think that uh, it's kind of up to the designer now to show like, what should this look like on a three and a half inch screen? Yes. Cause we have options. Do I, yes. do I shrink these labels to make them yes. fit? Do I shrink the padding? Like, yes. And, and that stuff is really important. Like the relations of, you know, labels and elements on screen is, from a design perspective, is very important. Yeah. So, like, I need guidance on how, how do I properly adapt this screen for three and a half inch? How yeah, do I do it yeah. in landscape? Yeah. Well, you know, don't use landscape. <laughs> oh, that's... Turn, uh, turn that crap so, off. <laughs> no, well, no, hold on, hold on. No nibs. Yeah. Everything in code has to support landscape. Just and, haven't got there yet. Uh, and I feel like I should also point out no third party layers on top of auto layout right yeah right okay um yeah so i should try more sibling view i would and and try leaving out things like width and height you know what i mean like like try like i've i've had a lot of success with leaving out stuff like width and height and just defining padding and if you just leave out width and height then those views become inherently flexible right like if you're not or like just a width or just a height you know what i mean like yes this text field has to be 44 points you know what i mean it, i i <laughs> or this button you know what i mean this button this button has to be 44 points that's my touch target that's the size i don't want this button to be but you know it can be any width that you need you know this um Centering labels, actually, one of the, the the way that I've been centering labels because it's the easiest way to do it is don't give them a width, don't give them a height, just pin the edges to the super view. So if you just have a view and it's just got a label that's supposed to be like centered horizontally, or yeah, horizontal, horizontally, yeah, it's if you <laughs> all freaking week. I'm sorry, I have to keep second and second guessing myself because all freaking week I've been switching horizontal and vertical like i don't know why (laughs) anyway um so if you have a label and it needs to be centered horizontally i've been letting the so i've been setting the text attributes so that it's center aligned like right so the text is center aligned and then i've just been letting it stretch the label to the edges that's all i've been doing maybe setting some top padding and then pinning both edges all the way out to the edge of the super view and centered label, right? That's all, that's, that's it. That's as, mm-hmm. that's as simple as it is. Centering other things isn't as easy in interface builder 
because you can't one of the nice things that you can do in um auto layout is like saying things should be the same you know like like again going back to my text field example from earlier top text view bottom text view those are full width but then the middle two text view or text fields needed to share the same space and be the same size so i didn't have to do the frame math and figure out well how much you know how wide is this screen divide that by two set the frame set the frame that kind of thing all i did in interface builder is i like right clicked and dragged and then set or control clicked and dragged and then said equal widths you know what i mean and then set and then set the um you know, pin, you know, the, the, the horizontal space between them to zero. And then each one is pinned to its respective side of the super view to zero. And now those two views are going to take up that entire width and be the exact same size and like no code, no math, no nothing. If, if for example, we were supporting uh, uh, landscape orientation, that would work. You could just turn it around and it would just expand to fit its super view. No problem. Um, but when you're trying to center something, right, the way that I would normally, you would, you would think about wanting to center something is saying that like, I have this thing and I have a width and a height, maybe, you know what I mean? And I don't really care necessarily. I don't really care how far away from the, the edges it is in the super view. All I really care about is that the, the, the left padding and the right padding are the same. See what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. It's, it's a more declarative way. Like that's kind of one of the things about auto layouts. Think about it in more of a declarative way, right? Like, so don't think about like how far away from the super view do I have to put this thing so that it's centered? Just think about like centered just means that it has equal space on the right and the left. Right. That's all it actually means. So it'd be really nice if I could say, and you can do this in code, Right. But it would be really nice if I could say this left constraint, I don't care what it is. It just needs to be equal to the right constraint. Mm, Okay. You see what I'm saying? And then, because then as the view shrinks or grows or whatever, those two are just going to be like, okay, well, I just have to stay the same as that guy. And I have X amount of space. So I'll divide that X amount of space in two. And that's just what I'll take up. And my view will stay centered the right size, you know. Yeah. Hmm. So I, I, in my case, I have an image view that's yeah. a set width and height, and I want it centered horizontally and, uh, you know, pinned to some other element on the vertical axis. Mm-hmm. And that takes four lines of auto layout to do. Right. Because so you yeah. have to set the width and the height separately mm-hmm. using the visual format language. Mm-hmm. And then two more constraints, one that makes it uh, equal to the center X of the super view, mm-hmm. and then what like a top constraint to pin it to some element above it. What I've found is that, or what I want, is support for the tilde in the visual format language. So the dash means standard padding, you know, 8 pixels, or you can do dash and then parenthesis with some value in it and dash, and that just kind of means that like this thing will be this wide. Uh-huh. But I'd love to be able to use the tilde as like flexible space, because right. then at least I could collapse the horizontal placement with into the width visual format. Yeah. So it would be like super view, you know, with a pipe, tilde, name of the view, tilde, and the pipe again. 
and I could do that in both directions. Yeah. I think that would make a big difference. <clears throat> That'd be huge because there's no good way to do that now in the VFL stuff. You know what I mean? You could say, you know, greater than 10 points, for example, on both sides, but then one of the only one of those has to hit. Like, there's no way of saying, you know, you're still not saying that they should be equal. You're just saying they should be over 10. So one could just be like the, I don't know, which I don't know how it would pan out, but I can see that really fast being like, oh, well, okay, this left one, I'll just make that 10. And then the right one will be 200, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Because that satisfies both of those requirements that, that they're both greater than 10. Right. But I guess I'm, I'm hoping for Autolea to look at the tilde and just think that, okay, this is a constant. It doesn't. It doesn't necessarily have a value here, but I, I know that when I see this in one VFL, they should always be equal based on like, let's look at the width or height of these elements and figure out <clears throat> with math, like how, like how flexible does this thing need to be? And then apply that everywhere else. Yeah. I did have the thought when I first started getting into auto layout, like, I don't know, six months ago when I first, and this, this was before Xcode five, I think, but when I started looking at auto layout and I was doing VFL, I did feel like there should be some other way inside inside the VFL to declare a pushing element or a pulling element. You know what I mean? Like 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 a a spring kind of a thing. Like push this as far as it can go while still stat- satisfying all the constraints, or pull this thing as far as it can go without while still satisfying the constraints like that kind of a thing and that's kind of what you're talking about too right those pushing those flexible space and this is the way the flexible space works like in toolbar buttons and stuff exactly right? that's is exactly that, what is i'm thinking it pushes on both sides as hard as it can right while still satisfying all the constraints correct yes and so if those are both pushing on both sides then it's bang centered done that's exactly what i want yeah is for that to mean like flexible space exactly how UI toolbar does it. Yeah. Yeah, that would be super nice. You should open a radar. I'm gonna tell you right now. Okay, I think I will. <laughs> you should. I bet I bet I mean that I can that would be huge. That would make that formatting language so much more powerful, I think. Or at least it would make it it'd solve a lot of these problems that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. You know. You, and, you know, come to think of it, if you follow the same convention as using the dashes and then putting a value in parenthesis, you could still put the parenthesis value in between the tildes and have yep. it mean like the compression resistance of that sort of like flexible space. Yep. Yeah. Or, or still use the minimum size. You know what I mean? Like still say it's flexible, but it has to be greater than. Mm-hmm. Like by default, it'll be flexible and then take the system's default space, right? So 10 points on OS 10, eight points on um, iOS right now, anyway. Um, but then you could override that the exact same ways with this, the dash, right? And say mm-hmm. greater than 50, you know? Yeah. Make this flexible, but it has to be at least 50. I also want the ability to put two values. And like a a compare like a comparison symbol between them. So instead of saying just greater than or equal to ten, I want to say greater than or equal to ten, but less than or equal to fifty. Like I want to say, this can you can not do that? 
10 to 50. I don't think so. I think it only allows one value. I guess you'd have to set multiple constraints, which you can do. Right. And that gets into like priority stuff, which always confuses me because I don't remember which way. I want to just write 10 greater than equal to 50. Yeah. And just have it say like, okay, here's your range. Yeah. It can go anywhere in here. Yeah. So animating wasn't as hard as I thought it was. Actually getting the constraints to animate. Yeah. Yeah. Actually animating constraints is easy, right? You just change the constraints inside the animation block. It's all the kind of bullshit, right? Am, Am I wrong? Is that how you do it? So what I'm doing is I'm changing the constraint before the animation block. Then in the animation block, I'm just calling layout if needed on the view, the that, super view. That may be right. Oh, okay. I think that's right. All right. Same same it works. concept though. Yeah, I don't I don't know that there is a functional difference between what you're saying and what I'm saying. I I think your way is probably the recommended way. I haven't done a whole lot of animation with with auto layout, so if that's working for you, <clears throat> stick with it. <laughs> it it is for the simple <clears throat> animations, but when it came to like getting multiple views to kind of move together, instead of trying to break constraints and re-add them and then animate mm-hmm. those, mm-hmm. I found taking advantage of um, like a CA layers sort of like render tree mm-hmm. to be advantageous. Mm-hmm. So I don't actually have to manipulate the view or the layer itself, but I can animate the layer from its present position to some new position mm-hmm. and, and then just update like the backing layer. And as far as auto layout is concerned, that view hasn't gone anywhere. Its layer just kind of left the building. Okay. <laughs> so that's been super helpful. If you have complex <laughs> animations, I recommend taking advantage of that. Just move the layer, leave the view. Yeah. Auto layout will never know the difference. <laughs> also, uh, in addition to not being able to modify the frame of a view, touching the transform on a view is a very bad idea. Does it? Using auto layout. Oh, yeah. It just flips out. Yeah. Which I guess is to be expected. If you do need to transform a view, you have to put it inside another view. That so it's not using auto layout in there. Oh, I see. And then I that see. view is like so auto you, layout is laying that view out in your. I see. So you like you essentially create the positioning with a super view. So you wrap it in a view, use auto layout to, to position that super view, and then the sub view gets animated with a transform. Yeah. Right. Smart. Gonna rotate or scale or whatever. Yeah. Yep. Smart. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. How to lay up, man. Just can't handle my scale, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's so mean. <laughs> Is it? Well, see how you feel when you have to open 100 projects in one Xcode workspace. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I... I- I think people wouldn't have been jumping on that line so much if he hadn't said earlier that they have like the best iOS team on the planet, like, including, even, including Cupertino. Cupertino. I know. Well, you know, he changed the whole wording of that, right? Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Um, nice. Eloy from uh, Cocoa Pods was like, was like, you guys are mean. <laughs> he's like, he's like, why are you all jumping on this guy for this block, this Cora answer that he wrote? And then you go back and read it, and you're like, this isn't the same answer at all. Like, he just reworded the entire thing because it, you know, sounded douchey. <laughs> so it sounds significantly less douchey now, uh, which is good. But, man, <laughs> that first draft. It's probably a reason the core is not a great idea, right? It's because, like, <laughs> 
or an awesome idea because like random you know like i don't know i don't know who that guy was and i don't want to give him crap you know because he's just like a just a guy but you know what i mean like i feel like an answer like that probably should have been vetted by somebody at some point you know what i mean like we have we have essentially code review for blog posts right right <laughs> you know <laughs> like we have code review for blog posts so um i've never really considered that that's i've always just thought of it as peer editing but i guess that's because here nobody's going to post something right like kind of inflammatory that's going to get people up in arms well i don't think he meant to be inflammatory i really don't i just think he's enthusiastic the guy's enthusiastic about the team and it just it was a little arrogant yeah just a skosh it was was. (laughs) i really don't want to talk about this (laughs) no 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 it's fine (laughs) um i just wanted to drop in real quick and make that sure scale joke and sure we can back back out and then that's fair (laughs) um have you used any of the open source auto layout stuff? I'm trying to look up. There's a there's a good library. I'm I've trying to remember which one. By Richard Turton. Oh, I don't know that one. I I think like... It's just called UI View Auto Layout mm. on GitHub. Here, I'll send it to you. This guy is super active on Stack Overflow. We were like neck and neck <laughs> with with regard to rep there for a while. Yeah. He's since pulled away. Uh, I'm not very active anymore. I just accrue like 70 points a day from old answers. It's right. Great. Man, it drives me crazy that you can't use pluses in GitHub. Like, it really bothers me. You can't use pluses in GitHub repo names. It's like it, it's like something that I actually have problems with on a daily basis. <laughs> Whatever. I want your problems. <laughs> I feel like there was one specific one that, like, Florian from, um, yeah, FLK auto layout. Is that it? Ooh, I like this. Uh, he just added a class method called auto layout view that just returns a view with the translates auto resizing masks into constraints to know. Oh, so it's just like ready God. to go. It's frameless. It's, it's just like, uh, you know, an empty instance of UI view. That's nice. genius. Nice. What did you think of my idea of a block based method? Where you get to do all your frame math in a block, and then it, it just like <laughs> turns off auto layout for a second. We lay everything out, and then flips it back on. I think it sounds horrifying. <laughs> I'm sure it would work. I'm also sure it would break horrifically on you at some point in some unexpected way. Likely. <laughs> what else we got? I guess we can put a link to. I'll, I'll, all I ever do is. Um... Do a pod search. <laughs> you ever use the pod search functionality? Cocoa pods? No. It's a super nice way. So like I'm looking for a auto layout thing. So I just do pod search auto layout. And it just returns um I don't know how many things. One, two, three, four, five, six, twelve, maybe. Libraries. For auto layout. Super nice. So do that. Have we run out of things to say? <laughs> I think it's pretty clear. It's about that time. I'm just kind of mumbling into the microphone at this <laughs> point. Uh, is there anything else to talk about with auto layout? I feel like I got everything off my chest. 
Yeah, agreed. All right. Let's see, threes. Threes auto layout. Scale Facebook joke, scale. Just <laughs> see layer animations. I, I've exhausted my notes. <laughs> okay. Did you have scale joke on there? I I actually did. <laughs> so I've been planning for like forty minutes for the proper moment to come up. All right. Be prepared. Yeah, sure. So show notes for this episode will be at um, podcasts.thoughtbot.com slash build phase slash 26. And uh, we'd like to hear from you. So email us at buildphase at thoughtbot.com or reach out on Twitter or app.net at buildphase. Also, reviews and ratings on iTunes are the best. All right. <laughs> Talk to you next week. <laughs> Later. Later. <laughs>